Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope that you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word from God today. I'm going to start with a story. Years ago, I went on my first mission trip, my first international mission trip to Haiti. All right? And just in case you don't know, Haiti has way less stuff than we have. It's a third world country. A couple experiences that I had there. I remember thinking that they don't have much after, maybe it was the first meal we had there, and if you go there as a missionary, they tend to offer their best to you, you know, because they're just super kind. So we had had uh, a dinner that included chicken. Now, don't picture chicken like what we have, because they're way smaller, it's like little, you know, but it was just, they told me it was a chicken, so I believe it was a chicken. And it was just like mini little bones. So anyway, so we ate the chicken. We're super grateful. And there were three little girls, the pastor's daughters. Uh, Here's just three uh, uh, sisters from Haiti. These are not the girls, but just a picture. They were a little bit, I'm thinking they were younger than these three. But if you can imagine three Haitian girls. And they were quiet and in the background most of the time. But they they helped a little bit with clearing the table. And stop. And I remember them after we had finished eating, I saw them over in the corner with the chicken bones that we had not eaten. And this may seem a little weird, but they were not just biting off the little scraps that we left, but they were also breaking the bones apart, sucking out the insides, and they basically were eating the chicken bones. And I, it was just one of those things that made me just remember, you know, that they don't, that they don't have as much. Um, that story sets up the main uh, introductory thought. Uh, at the end of my four, five, six days there, um, I realized that I had some candy left over in my bag, because we had taken candy down. It's just fun to give kids candy and all that stuff. So I found a stray, what do they call them? Jolly Rancher. You remember, anybody remember, do they still make them? Jolly Rancher, little pieces of hard candy, which we had, you know, given out to kids. Well, one of them was just like a stray one in my bag, but I only had one, but there were three little girls that were there living in the house. So I pulled one of the, I don't remember her name, but I pulled one of them aside, because, you know, I didn't want to disappoint the other two. So I pulled her aside and I tried to explain to her, I found this one, I found this one, and I just want to give it to you. Okay, so shh, just give me this. And she was, I don't know, thank you. So I was like, and then this is what struck me. I thought she would probably, you know, like hide it and go somewhere to have her special piece of candy. The first thing she did, I don't know that I'll ever forget this. She scampered quickly. She went over to her other two sisters who were in the other part of the room. And then I watched for the next 30 seconds, maybe a minute, while she bit off pieces of the candy and they all shared to make sure that they all got some. And I I, I share that story to raise this question Have you ever had or seen what we could could call a pure-hearted moment? 
a pure, because that's what I picture happened there. That was not what many of us would have done. Does that make sense? Pure-hearted moment. You had one? You ever seen one? When was the last time you saw one? Six weeks ago, maybe. Maybe it was a little longer than that. I was talking to a guy who was going through a significant breakup. They weren't married, but they were very uh, close. And uh, in the midst of it, he was talking about, I think it was a Christmas present that he had gotten for this girl who now they were split. And he said, you know, I'm, gonna, I'm still going to give her that Christmas present because I got it for her. Now, maybe he was just trying to get her back. But I think what I saw in him was just like an honest, generous, like, this, I should just give it to her because that's what I bought it for. Have you ever seen a pure-hearted moment? Sometimes it's generosity um, with anonymity, like someone who will want to help that person, and they really aren't doing it for themselves. And so they'll figure out a way that they can give that 50 bucks or 500 bucks, well, you know, or three dollars, that. If you need a movie reference, Forrest Gump. How many of you seen, remember this old movie, Forrest Gump? And Jenny. When Jenny's not all that perfect, right? But Forrest just is consistently kind to her. And there's one part in the movie where Jenny looks at Forrest. Can you remember this part of the movie? Some of you are like, I don't even know. Forrest, run, Forrest, run. Okay. <laughs> run. And she says to Forrest, why are you so good to me? And he with that, what I think, gump innocence, right? He says, because you're my girl. And I, you don't like that part? I always oh, enforce you're the best. Good-hearted, pure-hearted moments. Uh... I'll give you another example. I had one once. Pure heart of moment. Hey, by the way, how do you know? Uh, maybe, maybe it's just me. A lot of my life is not all that pure hearted. I, it just, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying and stuff, but a lot of it is not. I think I had one this last summer when my mom was passing away. Some of you heard my mom passed away. And here's a picture of me and my mom. And, and some of you have seen this before. And she was dying this last July. And you, you can take that away. Uh, now, but the last three days of her life, she was unconscious, and I was one of her primary caregivers, and I remember, uh, I don't think I told very many people this, I had the night shift with her, and so I would lay next to her and sleep while she was, she was, you know, transitioning on to eternal life, but the three nights before she ultimately passed away, I hold, I'd held her hand, and I would lay there and I would talk to her like she could hear me. Who knows whether she could or not. But I'd just say, hey, Mom, just, just here, in case you can hear me in there. And I held her hand every night for three nights. A couple times I would wake up in the middle of the night and realize I had let her hand go. And, I, I would, and then I'd be like, oh, hey, whoa, still here. Sorry about that. <laughs> but I think some of that was for me. You know, that wasn't for me. There was probably some good-heartedness in there. 1 Samuel 16, 7. The Lord does not look at things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, 
but the Lord looks at the heart. By the way, this reference is to when God was looking for a king to rule his people. His name was David, and because of David's heart, God chose him as king, and they ended up going into arguably the best season God's people ever had was under King's, uh, King David's leadership. It's because of his heart. Luke 6, 45. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. Think about that. Proverbs 4.23, above all else, that's a big phrase, by the way. When the Bible says stuff like that, we should pay attention to whatever comes after. It says, above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. So the idea here is, I would say, one of the great determining factors of our lives is the condition of our heart. How we respond after church today, this afternoon, with whatever's on your agenda, or tomorrow, how we respond to situations, whether we respond well or not so well, tons of that just has to do with what's going on in here. And how people respond to you has to do with what's in here. You get that? I don't think most people don't like us because of our hair. Well, maybe a few of us, it's our hair. But for them, it's not our hair. Or, uh, you know, we don't struggle in a relationship. People don't struggle to connect with us or like us or hang out with us because of our whatever. It's because what's in here manifests out here. And it makes a huge impact on our lives. Our heart condition makes a huge impact on our life experience. Our heart condition affects our relationship. Our heart condition uh, affects our finances. It affects us emotionally, spiritually. So hold that thought. Today we're going to talk about how we can have a good heart. This is actually a got birthed out of a teaching that I did a few weeks back for the staff, and we were meeting together. Side note, I just think it'd be great to have a church that had a good heart. Like, I know I need to be around people that have a good heart. I'd like to have one. I also appreciate Vineyard family. I don't think, I don't think we're stinking at this. I think we're doing okay. But wouldn't it be great to just keep going and be even better at some of this heart stuff? And so uh, from a teaching I did at staff, and this is kind of an off weekend because we're not doing starting the series till next week, I just want to talk about how to have a pure heart. Um, in Matthew 5, uh, it's the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount. It says, it'll come up on the screen, um, when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. <clears throat> his disciples came to him, and he began to teach them, and he said, and some of you know this stuff, it's called the Beatitudes, blessed 
are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And here we go. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Title of the talk this weekend is Clean Heart in a Dirty World. And just want to talk about how we can have a better heart. Let me pray. While I pray, could we all put our hands on our hearts just for just to signify our openness to God stirring in our hearts. So God, I pray that just the next few minutes, maybe you'll just do some things instantaneously in our heart. I think my bigger prayer is that these ideas would affect us later today, tomorrow, this week, this month, even for the rest of our lives, that we might fall into this category of pure in heart more often than we do now. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Two things, going to hit them pretty quickly this morning. Uh, uh, the first one is this, a good heart requires guarding against contaminants. Guarding against contaminants. We're going to bounce to a few heart verses in the Bible. Um, but back to the Beatitudes, verse 8, where it says, blessed are the pure in heart. Just let's explore that word pure. It'll come up on the screen. Pure means clean, pure, unstained, innocent. Un I like this, unmixed. And then it added this phrase, without, without undesirable elements. And so if we're going to be without the undesirable elements, the idea is we're going to have to, like, guard against that stuff. I already mentioned from Proverbs chapter something, it'll come up on the screen and help us all, four, above all else, guard, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And I want to start with, I think it's helpful if we can all admit, if we can just all admit that some of the things or many of the things that come at us and get into our heart affect our heart. I don't know if I said that the way. Folks, we, the stuff that we let in does something to us. Um, I think we're willing to admit this. I remember when I was probably eight, nine, ten years old, I saw, uh, saw my first dirty book, and, uh, and I look back at that and think, boy, I would have been better off had I never, ever seen that, because it started struggles in my life that like, still continue to this day. Like, it's challenging. I'd have been way better off if my brother and I hadn't found that along a highway, you know, when I, when I was... I just would have been better off. Um, within the last week, I was putting gas in my car, and somebody pulled into one of the pumps a little bit over, and it had the, their music going really loud. 
And it was like real thumping music. And it was dropping the F-bomb a lot in this. It was like, yo, F-bomb, 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 F-bomb. Cap, 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 boba, who's that? Hey, mama, papa, patita, say, whoa, I didn't go to humba, hey, hey. It was this thing. You heard this stuff? What? Were you there? It was like, and it was really loud. Why are you laughing? It was intense. And, when they, and I heard it when they came in, and then when they opened the doors, it, but I, I probably noticed it because they didn't turn off the car and they just let this go for a minute or two or two while they're pumping gas. And I'm like, okay, doing this thing. But here's my thought. I had two thoughts while I was standing in the parking lot. The first one was, could you turn it down a little? My second thought was this. If I listened to that, for very long, I'm telling you, it would, it would affect my heart. There's just no way I could listen to the aggressive nature and the words. But I'm, I'm trying to make a point here. It is no good when we don't admit, and I think a lot of times we think, oh, that doesn't affect me. That doesn't affect. If you want to make progress on a pure heart, you will have to admit that stuff like that does affect us on the inside. Okay? Now, it doesn't even have to make sense. This summer, I watched the movie, Jaws, old movie, back when televisions were black and white and you had to crank them to get it going. <laughs> we found this old movie and we were on vacation and I thought, Jaws, how cool is this? Watch Jaws. Okay? Watch the movie, went out swimming in a fresh water lake. And you know where I'm going, right? Like, I'm not getting in over my head. Because I, I and I'm not making it out. I'm out there, I'm swimming. I'm like trying to be calm, but I can't. Because you just know, there might be one. There might be one freshwater shark about to come up from the bottom and rip me under the water. Which is insane. Well, with the things that we watch, the things we listen to, even if we think, oh, this isn't going to affect me, it just does. <laughs> Matthew 6, 22, the eye of the lampy, what? The eye of, huh? The eye, huh? The eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, your whole body will be full of light. God, help us. But if your eyes are unhealthy, by the way, the eyes are one of the, one of the gates of our life. It's, it's one of the things that lets things in. Our ears are another. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be, this is a frightening thought, full of darkness. You can write this in. How we filter determines what we are full of. First Corinthians 15:32 says, "Do not be misled." Uh, one translation says, "Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. Bad company corrupts good character. 
the word corrupts there, it's a, it's a pretty vivid picture. It means to destroy, spoil, to cause or experience decomposition into a lower form. And if we're not careful, our hearts will go from wherever. If we're, if we're not intentional about filtering, our hearts can go from where we're at today to a worse place, can decompose. I think uh, maybe this is more, this is easier to observe the older we get. Because if we're not careful as we age, we're either going to get better or we're going to get bitter. Our hearts can get stinky, worse, selfish, cynical, crusty, with age. We're not intentional. I think it's one of the reasons when Jesus, in Mark chapter 10, people were bringing kids to Jesus. It's kind of a famous verse. People were bringing kids to Jesus, and the disciples decided they were going to try to keep the kids away. And it says Jesus, it's on the screen, Jesus was indignant. Like, he got mad. Like, and this is just my interpretation. Totally could be wrong. I think he was thinking, of all the people to keep away from me, Keep some of the old cynical turds away. Let the kids, right? Let the kids come because more often than not, the kids represent because of their youth. They, they've not been stained by some of the junk that we have been stained by. So I think he's like them. And he goes on to say, the kingdom of God belongs to these kinds of people. When my kids... I had, I had a, a few wonderful parenting moments with my kids when they would come home from school or an activity when they were like in fifth grade or sixth grade or seventh grade, and they would say, they would have heard a word, and they would come and they would say, hey, dad, or they'd ask my wife, you know, they'd say, mom, what does this word mean? And I remember in my heart thinking, praise God, you do not know what that means. You know how there's a lot of things we would all be better if we were unaware of some of the things that we are aware of. Don't, I'm, uh, I'm going to park here for just a minute. Let us not, let's not fall for the, well, you know, they're going to hear about sometime, might as well hear about it now, or, you know, you got to be informed. There is stuff in this world. I think we would do well to never be informed on that. Be good. <laughs> if you're like me, anybody got some stuff in your life like you wish I never would have known about that and never, right? Wish that wasn't ever, never. I wish I had filtered that out or someone would have helped me filter that out. Okay, bring it into the room. A couple fill in the blanks. Question, am I filtering my feed, news feed? And I feel like I'm supposed to say to some of you, just keep, keep filtering your feed. You're doing well. 
Keep it up. I think it can be hard sometimes. Just keep, keep on. Keep on trying to protect your heart. It's worth it. The other, and this is just a, a note for us, how we can impact other people's lives. Be a helpful voice to the people around us. A lot of us probably are not, don't have some great voices. Our friends, work associates, people outside, especially outside of the church, could probably use somebody who applies a verse like this. Uh, if, uh, Ephesians 4.29 says, Do not let un any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is, can we all say it? Helpful. How about you be the friend that's helpful? But only what is helpful for building, for building others up, that it may, let's say it, benefit. Like that it might benefit the people that are listening. So a good heart requires guarding against contaminants, whatever that word is. That thing, yeah. Second thing, it requires engaging in a Holy Spirit process. A Holy Spirit process. And you might want to circle the word process. I'll start with a story. I, had, I became a Christian when I was 20. And this was probably around when, when I was about 30, maybe 31, 32. One of my best friends from high school. We were like inseparable. Hung out all the time. Uh, did so many things together. He uh, was getting married. And so... We had not hung out in quite some time, but I prioritized going to his wedding. So I was out of town, just went by myself, and sat through this guy's wedding and was happy for him. And so then uh, wedding took place. At the reception, people at the reception were doing the thing a lot of times you do. You, you clink the glasses, right, till you try to get the new couple to kiss, right? So we're, we're manipulating their romantic life. Like, we want them to kiss, have you been at receptions where they do? All right. So that was happening. Ding, 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 ding. And, uh, you know, my friend would kiss his new bride, and then we'd, you know, wait four minutes, and then somebody else would go ding, 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 ding. So like seven or eight ding, 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 dings in, uh, it's, it started. Ding, 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 ding. And my friend, and I'm just observing this, you know, because he's up there at the head table, and he was in the middle of a conversation with someone else, and we just kept doing the ding, 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 right, the thing. And he turned, and he said to his best man, who was close there by his new bride, and I don't know exactly what he said, it worth it, he said, uh, I'm in the middle of something. Tom, you go ahead and kiss her. And, he, and, and they did. Now, some of your faces look like my face when I was going, and, and, I, and I had a thought. I had multiple thoughts. <laughs> One of them was, I did not see that coming. I'm not sure I wouldn't have thought of that. It was that kind of a thing. And then I had this little moment with God. Because my, my thought was, I, 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 wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of that. And God reminded me, and he said, oh, yes, you would have. And he reminded me of some of the thoughts and things and desires and sin, just stuff that I had done in my life, in my early years, and, and as I became a Christian. And I had two thoughts as I observed that little 
interaction. My first, when I was with, just thinking of the Lord, my first was I was so embarrassed. I'm like, God, I have done, thought, participated in stuff. I was just embarrassed. And then, by the way, this story was not about how bad he was. This was, I just remember thinking, oh, because he and I were so much alike. And anyway, my first thought was I was so embarrassed with my own life. And then my second thought was I was super encouraged because I realized I really have changed. Because where I was on that day, when I said, wow, I wouldn't have thought of that in those moments, ah, and I thought, you really are changing me, God. And I, I just want to, this is why we're talking about that Holy Spirit process. Because if you're like me, sometimes you think, am I ever, am I growing at all? Am I getting any? And I just want to encourage you, if you stick with God, it is his nature and character to t- take and keep you on a process of purifying our hearts. Ezekiel eleven nineteen. I will remo- remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And in my experience, this is like a never-ending life operation. It's not a one-time insert the heart. It's like Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this, that he, that's talking about God, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion. He will carry it on. I'm going to wedge one more verse in here. Ephesians 5.25. We usually use this to talk and challenge men to love their wives well. Husbands, love your wives. That's a good idea. Just as Christ loved the church. But most of the verse is talking about what Jesus did for us. Christ loved the church. That's you and I if we're in Jesus and gave himself up for her, making, making her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. It's this idea that God washes. And, and again, in my experience, this, this is the Holy Spirit thing where when we're with him, he tends to keep washing. He just says, I'm working on it. It's like this, it's this long life bath that will not end. I don't think that we'll ever be done. He'll just keep on. He's cleaning that up. And aren't you glad that he's? Uh, it's, a, it's a new thought. I hadn't had this in the other services. Aren't you glad he's fairly tender in the way he washes us? Because a lot of us really need like a fire hose. He should just hang us somewhere, and go. <laughs> but instead, he tends to be patient. Aren't you glad? Man. Last fill in the blank. The activity of the Holy Spirit will continue to purify our hearts. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask you to hang in there for one more minute. Grape Road and here. One more minute. On the seat back in front of you, there is a small white 
piece of paper. It says at the top, Holy Spirit, I invite your cleansing power into this area of life. In a moment, we're going to transition. And we're going to have like one minute of music. And I'm going to give you an opportunity. By the way, don't put your name on it. You don't have to put your name on it. But between you and God, will you listen for his voice and write an area of your life that you are intentionally saying, God, wash me. Holy Spirit, I want a pure heart. And, and don't, this is not insignificant. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open. And just write it down maybe for the first time or maybe for the 150th time. God, will you keep bringing your spirit into this area of life because I want to, be, I want to have a pure heart. Um, and uh, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to use these, we're going to burn these, and uh, we're going to use the ashes of these prayer requests as part of our Ash Wednesday service. And so some music will play, and you just be with God for a minute, write down some stuff that you'd love God's activity. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We pray that you were impacted by this message. God bless and see you next time.